Hi, and you're very welcome to our GAA podcast here on Leash Today. Our GAA podcasts are sponsored by the Breslin Super Value Group, Rathdowney and Abbey Leeds. Real food, real people. Well, it's very much all hurling this weekend as a senior hurling semi-finals are down for decision and of course there's finals in the Intermediate Junior and Camogie as well. To run the rule over all the weekend's action, I'm joined by Leash Today's Shun Lennon, our GA analyst here with Leash Today, Tommy Buggy. Tommy is of course not just our top hurling analyst, but also manager of property partners here in Port Leash. And a little later, Leash Today's Alan Hartnett will join us to run the rule over the Intermediate and Junior finals. As mentioned, it's very much all hurling this weekend, so Shun, we'll kick off first. We'll go to the first of the senior semi-finals. It's Rathdowney Earl up against, probably the surprise package of the semi-finals, Ballinakill. A semi-final, I suppose, not many people saw with Ballinakill sneaking into it. Yeah, I suppose Ballinakill looked like the unusual suspects here, but um, yeah, no, I think it would be a good match. Uh, they've proved some shockers along the way, so um, but I still think Rathdowney Earl will be the men to do the job. A bit too much for them. Uh, maybe a bit too much. Like you look at the caliber of Rat Downey Earl. You have obviously you've King, you've Paddy Purcell, then you've Raybo. He's after coming on and playing Stormer this year, and then the likes of Eric Lean. So yeah, there is there is a lot of strength and depth in numbers there. And like when you've Mark Kavanagh in the corner forward line, like it's going to be very hard to contain. So, so Tommy, would you go along with that? I suppose a brilliant year for for Ballinkill getting this far. Is this as far as the the train will go? Uh, you wouldn't know with Ban the Kill. The one thing about them is um, they'll always be hard to beat. Um, an interesting aside this weekend is the, the two semi-finals are repeated 1979 semi-finals, believe Were it or not. Were you there? Uh, I could have been, actually. Um, I don't remember, but I could have been. Cause I'm a, we, um, Ban the Kill at that time would have been very strong. Maggie Welsh and them got rest of them and, and that, that team they were very good would have came across and would have played again in a lot of tournaments around the, the mid-80s and that but um, on that occasion they played Rat Downey it wasn't Rat Downey Earl at the time and Camaras actually played Boris and Osri but uh, Balnikil will be extremely hard to beat um, and I mentioned this earlier in the year they, they have an old guard there you have three of the Wire Brothers hurling in the forwards Eamon Jackman uh, John Walsh at centre back so and Chap, I'd have a great time for a wing back, Sean Downey. I think they'll be extremely hard to beat. Um, I saw Rat Downey in the quarter final, so impressed with them. But Ballinakill are going to throw up a far bigger challenge to them than Abbey Leaks sent as Arians. It's been a brilliant year, though, for Ballinakill, hasn't it? I mean, do you think at the start of the year, obviously every team is hopeful, every team has aspirations. Do you think they really felt, you know, a semi final berth was on the cards? They probably didn't, because when we looked at the groups at the beginning, um, Everyone would have had Boris and Osterkill Cotton topping that group, and um, they. It's not the ball that Kill Cotton on the hop in the third round, but possibly Boris didn't approach it in the, in the manner in which to say they approached the quarter final, and like I said, if if you're not at a hundred percent playing ball Kill, they will catch you all the time because they set up so well. They they use Seamus the wire in a role, which probably suits him at this stage of his career, and. Um, they have a brilliant free taker name in Jackman. So I, I actually saw I saw a couple of games of uh, Ballinkill this year. Shamey Dwyer. I remember playing football against Shamey. He's an, one of these players. You know, he, he's a never say die attitude hurling or football. And as you say, kind of using him to the best to the limit of what he's probably capable of at the moment, and really getting a lot out of him. Oh, yeah, but people like Seamus Dwyer would have given huge service to his club over mm. the years. And, and every day he goes out, he gives you a hundred percent. And the other thing about them is. They have a marquee forward in Cha, mm. and they're scarce, you know. And and now haven't looked at at um, right down the hill the last day, you know. Ray Bow looked like a marquee forward. They have Ross King. They have Mark Havner. 
you know, they have Paddy Purcell. So you'd imagine they'd have a little bit too much for Van Kill, but don't rule out a huge shock here. Okay, so, but you would, all heart overhead, how would you call it? Uh, if you, if you analyse it properly and look ahead, you know, logically, which, like I've often said, doesn't apply to Ireland, logic <laughs> doesn't, but, um, yeah, Right down the air to come out on top. Just pip it, of course. Of course, uh, we, before Camogie people go mad, soon we'll be talking about Camogie a little bit. You have, a, you have a hand in this one, of course, playing in the final. It is Moors versus Cameras at the weekend as well. But we'll go on to the second game uh, of really a bumper weekend, and it is the Clash of the Titans. It is Boris Kilcotton versus Cameras. I suppose at the start of the year, soon everyone had thought these two were going to meet at some point, whether it be a final, semi final, depending on the draw. So no great shock that they're up, up against each other again. Yeah, you would have said traditionalists would have said whoever wins this mm. semi-final is probably going to win the final but you never know I mean Camaros they've definitely improved on from the first round but um, yeah I think this would be a brilliant display by both sides anyways so. Tough and another one tough game so much inter-county players on show it's going to be very very tough it's going to be very little between us you'd imagine Yeah no very little between either the sides now and like I said probably whoever wins this could be in the luckings of winning the final yeah, it might, might be the same I say a lot of people go along with that Tommy um, again a host of county stars on show here and as I said Clash of the Titans and the game probably most people were expecting at the start of the year yeah there's a host of potential county stars also on show mm. you know if you're already I like Brennan, that potential yeah, yeah. yeah if you're already Brennan you'll be looking at a few here give us an idea of, of some of the ones maybe he might be looking at well apart from the obvious yeah. um, he'd have to look at Stephen Finan have to look at Stephen Dunphy, um, Joe Campion to come back. They're guys that you'd definitely be looking at. Um, PJ Scully never really went away. He was injured for ages. Um, off, the, off the Boris side. With Camros, um, Niall Holmes is a guy I would would have great time for that isn't um, in with the county setup at the moment. Um, other than that, you see, Camros are funny, right? In the sense that, apart from Zane, they don't have any standout stars, mm. real stars. They're and a real club. They are. Solid they're, club they're, team. What they are is the sum of their parts mm. is huge, mm. and you know they're so solid all over the field. They work shocking hard for each other. They have that ability to dig out a win when everything seems to be going against them, and it's it's a credit to them and to their ethos and to their spirit that. Every day they go out, they don't look spectacular, mm. but they get over the line they're, nine they're times out of ten. They're workmanlike without they're being very workmanlike, but special. they're very they're very talented hurlers though, but without having a, an absolute superstar, and um, they don't depend on anyone. They depend on the 15 that's on the field. Is that the nearly time. better for a club like Cameron? Of course Cameras. it is. It's better for any club. Yeah. Um, if you were managing now, would you prefer to see this kind of, instead of have three or four top players and the rest kind of just making up the numbers as opposed to 15, 20 yeah. really solid players with well, a you couple want, of you want, you want You want a few top-class horrors. And Cameron's have them. Don't mm. doubt it for a minute to have them. But um, what you want is is your whole group sort of singing off the same hymn sheet, working towards the same goal, and back at being honest with one another, backing one another up, and that's what cameras have. They never let each other down, you know. And Garod Burke, Tomas Burke, Mossy Burke, you know, you look at them guys and you say to yourself, right, have a chance maybe of, of isolating one of them. No one has yet to do it. They, they, you don't get the better of them that easily. And that's why, as impressive as Boris Kilcotton were last, last day out um, against Loch Balakala, and they have lovely forwards and they're solid down the middle with Matthew and Butch and what have you. Um, 
they've never beaten Camros mm. in a championship. Is there is there a kind never of a hoodoo there? Is there something? Ah, look, ca- or is it just the, the way hoodoos are there? Be broken, well. like the, the, an awful lot of Bull. bullshit talk yeah. about that sort of stuff. But um, no, they're there to be broken. But the the fact is, they haven't beaten them. And um, if you were trying to, if you're having a bet on this one, if you were a betting man, um. If you could get good odds on the draw, I'd have a few quid on it. <laughs> a yeah. few quid on yeah, the draw. Yeah. It's interesting, I suppose, unlike the football shoon, where virtually people outside of Portlaoise have county medals. You know, a lot of these hurlers, particularly, let's say, in the second of the games, Forest Cotton cameras, would have won already, you know, so they know how to win. So it brings that extra bit of edge, as opposed to, as I say, the football, where very few people outside of Portlaoise have won a senior championship. Yeah, well, both teams know what it's like to win, I suppose, Boris School Hot in 2016, then Cameras last year. So, yeah, they're both, they're no strangers to win, and they're no strangers to big days, and a lot of these lads have played county either now, previously, or uh, underage. Mm. So, yeah, I think Tommy's right in saying Cameras will be the ones to push it over the line, because Boris have a lot of lovely hurlers, skillful hurlers, but Cameras just like to get the job done, no airs and they're, graces. They're clinical. Yeah. yeah, all that matters to them is the end result. Like the team result, like it doesn't matter if there is a star forward and Zane Keenan, as long as the team put in the result. That's the main thing for them. Tommy, just an interesting one as well, uh, and Shun touching it there. An awful lot of these players know each other very, very well from mm. the county setup. Does that make it more difficult? Is there players that could be very friendly within the county setup, then come and happen to hurl each other off the field? Absolutely no odds. <laughs> no, so it doesn't. Um, the Once you put on your, your county jersey, that's your. Right, that's, that's your club that, really for that, that day for that it? day and that time mm. you're in there and in, in the bubble as they say but uh, your club is your club mm. and 99% of hurlers will die sooner than see their club losing you know and the only thing about the the second game on Sundays I watched the way Boris Kilcotton set up against Clock Balakala and how they got their matchups spot on and I know Terence Fahey their manager mm. I know him since he was a teacher in Castle Comer and um, he would have been very popular and actually trained him to win the college's B all Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. But um I think he, if he gets his match up rights on, on Sunday, he'll give them a great chance, mm. you know. Um It's critical at this level getting those matchups, well, the, those big matchups right. The matchups are, are critical. But at the end of the day, when they cross the white line, when it's fifteen on fifteen, um it's down to the players. And mm. you can say what you like, but players lose matches and players win matches, mm. you know. Uh, managers get blamed, but players win. <laughs> as you well matches. know, <laughs> ah, sure, that happens. Like that's that's the territory, you know, yeah. and that's life, and that's the way it goes. But um, like if they can get their matchups right, I give them a great chance. Okay, but this is going to be so close. And You'd have to imagine it will be. Now we sat here two weeks ago and said Boris and Osterkill Cotton Clock Balakal is going we to be did. so close. Yeah, and we got that way off. Way off, yeah. But We're trying to skirt on from that. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I think I think this will be tight enough. Yeah, and a possible yeah. draw. You're saying you wouldn't be at all uh, surprised. Might be worth a fiver, yeah. And oh, there you go. Yeah. Fi- and fiver from Tommy Buggy, yeah, and tell you, it's tough yeah, to come out. Money. It's, t- it's t- yeah. tough to come after. Yeah. Uh, we moved on to the ter- one of the other bigger games, of course, Shun. It is the uh, Camogie. Now you have a dog in this fight because you're playing for a Moors. A Moors versus Camros in the Camogie. Uh, you just got over the line against uh, St. Bridges in the semi final. Mm-hmm. Going to be a tough game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. As she smiles, going, I'm going <laughs> to beat those Camros girls out the gap. <laughs> this will be our sixth year in a row to play in the, semi- in the final. Do you hate each other or love each other? Uh, no, or respect no. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a respect for them. Like Jesus, they're after doing so much for Leish Kamogi, I suppose, mm-hmm. putting forward all the girls they have throughout the year. But in the semi final, they were run quite close by the Harps. The Harps just, just didn't let them hurl for 40 minutes. They kept it away from the centre. So you have down the centre, you've Sarah Ann, 
uh, centre back, then you've Neve Dollard in around either centre forward or full forward. So like in Camogie, it's very you possibly know, marking you if you're in that full back line. You know, <laughs> it's very traditional to have like you know the f- the strong line down the centre. Strong spine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, strong spine in the seam. So I think if Amores can just keep it away from those players, <laughs> it'd be good. But then Amores have a good few players as well. Um, Alex McAvoy would be picking up one of them. Shoon Lennon, of course. Uh, no. <laughs> um, McAvoy, then you have the likes of Emma Mack in the full back line. She's a Moore's captain. Mm. Uh, Rosemary Birmingham. And then you've younger players like Eva Highland, uh, Casey Conroy. So yeah, I think this is going to be a tough battle. But Moore's kind of relish being the underdogs. We weren't underdogs last year and we found that harder. It's a lot harder to retain yeah. your title than it is to, to go out it. and win it the first time. And yeah. you wanted back. We went to back, we went to back badly. So. <laughs> be Warren Cameras. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a very interesting game and do come along as always to support Camogie. It's in Moore Park as well. It's in Moore Park for the first time in years. Which is brilliant. Yeah, oh no, it is brilliant. Um, I think one of the girls was saying that we haven't played in Moore Park since coming to Bunskull. Which is kind of an indictment in itself really, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose because we've been in the final every year bar one. So I'm 23 now, so that would make it 11 years. And yet to play, so this is one of the first times we've played in Moore Park. So yeah, hopefully yeah, so this will be the approach Leash County Board takes from now. Oh on. yeah, no, I think definitely. Like if, if we get enough support in there and have a good show, it should be. So, yeah, and, and you know what, go along and support it, Tommy. Just want to bring something to you before we kind of tie up on on the hurling. Uh, Pat Gilroy stepped down from uh, Dublin hurling since we spoke last, and a lot of people saying, you know, he had such success with the fo- with the football team, he couldn't emulate in hurling. And can a football manager? manage a hurling team but just chatting to you 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 reckon that's that's a bit of nonsense that a football and hurling manager really coaching is coaching yeah coaching is coaching and, and more importantly um when it comes to management is management man management is is the key to managing any team um like and in the modern intercounty setup like you can have your coach and you can have your strength and conditioning coach and you can have your sports psychologist and you can have your nutritionist so it's the job of a manager nowadays is to manage all mm. that. And like like Gaelic football and hurling are completely different. We all know that. But in some ways they're very similar. There's six or seven basic skills to both games. Mm. You master the skills and then you master them at the highest possible speed you can do them. That's the basics of, of both games. Um, but for a manager, and Pat Gilroy... Uh, has done great work or in that surprise he's headed off or no seemingly he's a very busy man mm. and a very successful businessman and mm. what have you and if he's able to manage a business and do that he's able to manage 30 hurlers yeah. you know what I mean um, Anthony Cunningham was there obviously doing all the coaching I'd imagine and whoever else they had on the, in the backroom team um, I, I, I'm i a bit disappointed that he's gone because as hurling people you want to see Dublin coming strong yeah. you know you want to see and he's great Limerick won all Ireland yeah. this year Waterford nearly won one last year Galway did someone else pick mm-hmm. up an All-Ireland next year that's the way you want it mm-hmm. and to see him step away is a bit you know it's a bit of a disappointment because Dublin were probably the unluckiest team in Leinster this yeah, year I mean if you look at the results lost their cup yeah. f- opening games that other than that were should have beaten Kenny above in Parnell yeah. Park you know got caught yeah. at the end um, pushed Galway to the very limits above in Salt Hill mm. you know so they and they have young talent I know football is the number one game up there but they're a big enough county with enough clubs to be able to, to 
keep the hurling. for the overall game, Dublin hurling is, is good for the overall Yeah, game. it's good for the game. It, it definitely is. And it'll be interesting to see who takes over there now. You be, know. How are you as a football manager? I know you dabble in it a bit. Uh, dabble is the word. <laughs> and where I come Cause from... Because a lot of teams are looking for football managers now at the I minute. Where I come from, um, what do you call it, football... Um, Secondary, it's, to say the least. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's not as important. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's great for the winter for a bit of fitness training. But... Um, no, like management is management, like yeah. I said, um, and coaching is coaching. Particularly at the higher levels where oh, at, athletes at the are top so level, yeah. talented. Um, yeah. Like they're coming into you at that level with the skills and that. Yeah. But no, it's 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 feasible. I, I Like Mick Dempsey's living proof. Mm. You know, Mick Dempsey's background is football. Joseph's all the league way. League champion yeah. with Leash back in mm, 86. 86 yeah. Won county titles with Joseph's. Mm. Ends up in Kilkenny. Actually... Start. Mick Dempsey came to Castle Comer first to give us a dig out with our football. Right. That's what happened really? way back, yeah. And him and Martin Forty became friends. And then he ended up in under 21 set up with Martin Forty to won two All Irelands back in the early 2000s. And then Fogarty and him went in with Brian Cody. And, and look at what's and happened. Mick Dempsey is still there. And, and you, you know, wouldn't be on Brian Cody's team unless And his background is football, yeah. you know. But he's extremely well gotten Kilkenny and has. Fairness, he's done a great job. Um, and Cody wouldn't have you hanging around no, but unless you're offering something. No, and he has a lot to offer. Yeah. He has a lot to offer as a, as a coach and as a trainer. And, and it, I presume his role in there is fairly multifaceted, you know. Al, of course, there's also the junior intermediate hurling on this weekend. Big games, Alan, in the fi- in the finals of both the junior and the intermediate will come to the junior first. This is a very intriguing game for lots of reasons. It's Mount Melick versus Castledown. Mount Melick going for a double, playing Castledown, who they're in with in their football arrangement. This weird arrangement we've discussed last week and got plenty yeah. of flack. The Mount Melick Gales football arrangement. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, because like you'll have James Milani and Jared. Well, Jared got injured in some fans, so I don't know whether he'll play or not. But say James. And 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 Jerk potentially could be playing against fellas who they will play with, and who they will play with then yeah. a week later in the football in the intermediate football final. Um, Malik um let the hurling slip completely. Mm. We've an interview coming, or well, actually it will be on site by the time it is on site. It's on site now with the manager who happens to be my cousin. And when Chris <laughs> came in there, uh, they were talking about disbanding hurling in Malik completely, and they were down in they were down in Junior B. Um, they won that last year. They also won Junior C last year, which is a brilliant achievement, really. Uh, yeah, and now they're going to try and win the Junior A this mm. year. But they're a bit. I do be slagging them. They're a bit like the United Nations because they have like <laughs> Devine Fenley and, and Nigel Murphy from Emo. Check the passports. Yeah, that saying, yeah. Mick Birmingham and Barry Mangan from Kilcavan. But it, it's it's worked. You know, yeah. it, it has worked. And he says like he has ten to twelve fellas who are solely committed to Harlan, which yeah. is which yeah. is a big thing in a, in a football yeah. club. Like Mamelik yeah. is a football yeah. town, football club. So um, they're they're taking on Castletown. They played the Harps in the semi-final Mount Malik did and ooh, five minutes to go it was level and you just didn't know what way it was going to go and they finished strong. I think they won by five in the end. Castleham played Ratdown Yard who were in the final last year and um, they beat them quite comfortably really. I think it was one eleven seven points or something to that effect. They, they, they won easily enough. They are benefiting, this team, this Castleham team are benefiting from having the Gales arrangement with Sleeve Bloom at senior level because it means that... I'm so confused sometimes about who's <laughs> Gales, <laughs> yeah. who's playing with who. Try being us. Oh, but like, what it has meant is that, say, Ben Conroy and Shane Farrell and there's probably a few more of the Sleeve Bloom lads have started on the Castleham senior team, mm. which means that the likes of maybe Lachlan Hegarty, who would have played senior, mm. he's now midfield on this junior team. So it's a stronger Castleham junior team than would ever be the case. And it's a loophole, let's be honest, because... 
traditionally obviously the rules were once you played senior championship you couldn't play junior but because now they're considered different teams yes and there's all this kind of yeah, chess yeah. moves being yeah. done at the moment uh, you need an, you need yeah. I don't know a NASA scientist to work out <laughs> to what's work going out. on at least but how's it, how's it going to go I yeah. think it's going to be fierce close I yeah. think it's going to be very very close the same as uh, the semi-final that Mamelik were involved in um, I just think they might shade it Mamelik so mm-hmm. I, I'll give a 10 to the 4 for Mamelik but again um, I don't think there'll be a whole lot in it. That Castleton team are good. They've got older fellas like the Seamus Lyons, you know, clever mm. hurlers. So they are good. Veterans. Yeah, but this will be a big step for McMillan. McMillan want to get back to intermediate. They, you know, that's that's where they want to get to. And if they get to there, they, they can try and push on again. But this is a, a big game for them. And I just a think huge. it might mean a little bit more to them in the in Yeah, the and a huge things, game know. in the revolution, as you're saying, over the last number of years, coming from nearly disbanding to possibly intermediate hurling yeah. in the small number of years. Yeah. Okay, the second game is Sleeve Bloom versus Cameras and the busiest man in show business and GA is probably Ben Conroy yeah. I yeah. watched him play football last weekend <laughs> did very very well um, now he's back into hurling and he's playing with what you, we, at least today I have a lot of a few articles about him he's playing what, four clubs is he at this stage uh, yeah, at least three anyway, three anyway yeah, um, but this is his club Sleep Bloom it is against Cameras of course in the intermediate for the battle to get up to senior B again another tight one you, would you feel yeah, uh, well, yeah, I suppose it will be. There's a local derby, first and foremost. We had instance last week, which we covered uh, with Vandals in uh, in Sleep Bloom, yes. where they came and they tore down all their flags and they defaced property around the, the village. Um, which is a slightly worrying trend because we had it in, in Kalesh and Greg as well. No, it seems to be just like Ursula Tumphy, who's the secretary, Cameros, came out and called the people who did it tramps. And yeah. I yeah. think that's a very, very accurate description yeah. of them. But they're, they're not people that have anything got to yeah. do with hurling. You know, they're, they're not just. They're up just to call and, yeah, um, and yeah. having nothing better to do. Yeah. But on to the matter of the game itself. Um, I have seen Sleeve Bloom three times, and I, aside from the first half against Clonad, where they were, where they were, t- they were near so far behind them and they're gone, mm. they've been very impressive. Like they won the semi final against a Balakala team that we all thought was good, and they won it very comfortably. I think 10 points maybe in the end. They were, they were very, very good. Kieran Conroy has come on the scene this year from Minor. Excellent, excellent hurler. He got one eight in that semi final. He's nearly overshadowing Ben in some of the games okay. because what's Not happening an easy is thing to do. no. What's happening is obviously teams are being drawn towards Ben and mm. stopping him, and then it's it's creating space for for the likes of him, um, and and others to to score, and they are doing it. Uh, cameras caused a big shock. They they beat Boris Kilcotton's second team, who have been senior A for. I think the last three or four years before they got relegated and they were expected to get to the final and Cameras beat them by a point over in uh, Ratdowney two weeks ago. Um, so, you know, it's typical Cameras. They're in a final. They know how to win things. Um, but Steve Bloom, by all known form, should win the game. They beat Cameras very comfortably in round two earlier in this competition. Um, hard to see how Cameras could have improved that much to, to turn that over mm. so look everything would say that Sleeve Bloom will be champions and it's a big step for them they won the junior A in 2016 so they'd be going up to senior A to be you know two grades in three years which would be a huge achievement for oh, a small would club be, would be a danger though for Cameras if, if Cameras win at the weekend not a danger will they then some of those players be available to come into the senior setup yeah you know would, yeah, yeah. would, would yeah. one or two probably even strengthen if Cameras are to get over the line this weekend in the semis in the senior yeah well, they would have a couple be, of players they'd even be available some on Sunday okay, you know, of course, yeah. the games on Saturday so whatever happens the, the Cameras be a busy weekend for two or three of <laughs> For a few, players, a few yeah. of them fellas, yeah, because like, there is guys there well capable of, of stepping up and, you know, making an impact at that level too. So, um, again, what I do think Steve Bloom will win. I think it'll be Steve Bloom, Matt Mellick will be celebrating Saturday. There you go. Grace O'Fall, thanks for that. And of course, you can keep up to date with all of the weekend's hurling action here on Leash Today. Well, that just about brings this podcast to a close. My thanks to Shun Lennon, to Alan Hartnett and to our GAA analyst, Tommy Buggy. 
Tommy, of course, is not just our GA analyst. He's also manager of property partners in Portly. So if you want to rent or sell property, Tommy is the man. Our thanks as always to our GAA podcast sponsors. It is the Breslin Super Value Group, Rathdowney and Abbey Leaks. Real food, real people. And finally, just to wish all the clubs the very best of luck over the weekend. And we'll be reviewing the action on Monday here on Leash Today. Until then, from myself, Brian Moss, and all the team here, talk to you then and have a great weekend.